Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, welcome to the Rumi Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Today's episode, we're back in the disappointing loss in the New York Giants last Sunday night. Amanda was sitting pretty in the playoff race, and now it's a fighting call to get into that spot in the tournament. The team came out flat and deserved to lose that game, but the refs surely didn't help their cause. This week on Christmas Eve, we play NFC West Championship. Champs go 49ers. The Niners are built similarly, similar to the Commanders, but really just a better version of them. The team will have works cut out for them as they try to get an upset win in Week 16. A lot to get to, so here we go. Uh, starting with Sunday night's game, obviously the team was just was unprepared after the bye. You know, almost came in and seemed like a little overconfident. Um, you know, when you really had three weeks to prepare for two, you know, the same opponent. You know, going back to their first meeting, there really shouldn't be any reason for you guys, for the team to be um, flustered, whatever. Um, look at a sorts. They lost that game from the jump. Um, I think that first possession where Ron decided to kick a field goal, excuse me, decided not to kick a field goal and punt, might have sent the wrong message to the team. Um, really, he was playing, I guess, expecting to be a low-scoring team, low-scoring game. Didn't want to give the Giants any, you know, hedge and field position. And obviously the play backfired considering it was a net four-yard gain after the punt return by Richie James. Um, and really, you know, I think this team – Myself included, really thought this team was going to dominate the Giants. They're a better team than them. I still think that real way. They're more talented, um, better weapons, not even close. Um, better tandem of running backs. I would say Quan's better than Brian Robinson or Gibson, but you know, that one-two punch is you know, very lethal for Washington. O-line obviously has um, a lot to be desired, um, but defensively, Washington's better. It just There really shouldn't have been... I can't explain why the Giants have Washington's number. It doesn't make sense. Um, yes, Washington was able to sweep them last year, but before that, the Giants, I think, won six or seven in a row, something like that. So, you know, something about the Giants. Nathaniel Jones clearly has Washington's number, always has since he's been in the league. Um, so, you know, Washington has really struggled against them. Uh, you got to, you know, take a look at where the coaching was, you know, coming off a of bye, playing the Giants again. You would have thought they would have had their game plan set and ready to go, um, you know, from you know from play one. It didn't look that way. Uh, coaches didn't have them prepared. They were out coached, and really, it's just inexcusable all around. It was really, really poor performance for this team. Um, play calling was poor. I think Scott didn't put his best foot forward when it comes to running the ball. You know, Brown obviously given seven yards a carry. Only got 12 carries. Obviously, the third down to Samuel when it was third and three, and he gave it to Samuel at the middle. And Samuel, obviously, is a good player. We know that. Love is a versatility for this team. But Ron Robinson's 220 and getting seven yards of pop, giving the ball on third down. That was a stupid play call. Uh, I think sometimes Scott might try to get too cute or, with it or whatever. But, um, you know, it just it really wasn't a good game plan from Scott Turner's perspective. And Brian Robinson needs the ball more. You know, if he's getting seven yards of pop, he needs to get 20, 25 carries. Getting 12, only got 12. Um, I know game plan, I mean, game um, dictated that a little bit in the second half. And Washington was never really out of it. They were never down, you know, two possessions in the second half, really too much besides that t- um, after they got the touchdown. So Gibson needs the ball more, too. I mean, he was getting four yards to carry. The team needs to run the ball to be successful. Uh, they can't rely on Taylor. Um, That's not what Taylor is. 
Um, so they have to run the ball. And I just think that really they were put behind the eight ball from play calling perspective. Um, O-line was bad. Leno was getting beat, you know, pretty badly by Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau's going to be a really good player in this league. He's come on these last couple weeks and, you know, had the first touchdown of the game at sack fumble off of Taylor Heineke and, you know, what led to the Giants score. Um, so he was really good. Lawrence was providing pressure at the middle. Like I said, the O-line just wasn't good. And they had, they're not good. Everyone knows Washington offensive line is not that good. But, uh, you know, it, it's... I really thought the team was going to be better against the Giants, and they just weren't. Um, definitely, they waited so long to get Terry involved. Terry really didn't get anything until the second half. I know they kind of force-fed him that first session out of the third quarter, um, as they should. I mean, he's their best player. So I don't. I still just blast me to me how they still don't get him the ball consistently all throughout the game, getting 10 to 12 targets because that's what he deserves and what he needs. Um, it was awesome to see John, Jahan have a great game, his first 100-yard game of his, year, of his career. Beautiful catch on the touchdown and nice route to the break outside and come in on the post. Um, beautiful, beautiful route. Um, the, the catch, the 60-yard bond on the field, that was a hell of a catch by Jahan. Really basically one-handed. Um, you know, it just shows the talent that he has. He's going to be a really, really good player for the commanders and someone that this team is going to build around him and Terry and Curtis. So, um, you know, Jahan has number one receiver potential. Uh, so this team could have two number one receivers in this team. That's something this team has never really had. Um um, you know, maybe for a year or two stretch between Deshaun and Pierre Gasson, but to have these guys in their prime and young is going to be huge for Washington if they can ever get a really good quarterback. Curtis Samuel had that really nice catch up the sideline um, on that last, you know, drive before the, uh, which led to the, you know, turnover on downs. Um, but uh, Curtis had, I think, five carries for one yard. I know Scott wants getting the ball out of the backfield too, but it wasn't there yesterday. Give me Sunday. He should have just. Stuck with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, um, and obviously, but either way, Curtis um, is a really good receiver for this team. Uh, Taylor Heineke was pretty bad. Um, the fumble was horrible, which led to the you know not getting points for Washington. Unless the Giants field will go up twenty to twelve. Um, even you know it might be Nick picking here, but the screen play to Terry where he had you know twenty plus yard gain. Taylor threw it so high, Terry had to jump in there. I mean that, that cost you one two seconds. If Taylor get if Terry gets that ball on a normal screenplay, he might have scored. He still almost might have scored in that play, but just little things like that. Like, it just shows what Taylor is just not a starting quarterback in this league. Um, um, he did have a couple of nice throws, like, so the one down the field to Jahan, and even later in the game on a corner route to Jahan, so, um, or an out route, excuse me. Um, but, and then, you know, that last possession of the game, you know, obviously the talk is going to be about the penalties, but the play prior, Taylor had it interception in the end zone that the Giants defender just dropped and that if that happens that penalty doesn't happen no one's talking about officiating for Washington so um you know and honest and obviously that, that pass up the courtesy of the sideline if he hits him a try that's an easy touchdown um and everything would have been avoided in that last play sequence with the uh, penalty so I think Ron is losing faith in him this team might be in the general I, I think Taylor is on borrowed time Carson Wentz is going to play for this team I you know almost guarantee it these next couple weeks like it's just the way it is it might be time. This team is very bad when it comes to the red zone. They're not able to score. They're able to get down there, but they're not able to, you know, punch it in. That's a huge reason why this team is not scoring points, obviously. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Carson play on Saturday, um, but it might depend on um, how the offensive line is looking against the Avanti San Francisco defensive line. So we'll see. But I think Taylor um, might not start. Yeah, I, I do not think he's going to finish the season to start a quarterback for this team. Um, obviously, the penalties were bad. Um, the holding, uh, there was a holding earlier in the game on Cornelius Lucas. It was the first down on Brian Robinson. That was not a hold. Bad call. Um, offensive pass interference. I mean, I guess, you know, by letter of law, maybe it's a call, but 
that wasn't even um, Curtis Samuel's man that Jahan allegedly picked. Like, he literally was just running a route, and it happened. But, you know, they called it. It is what it is, 60 points off the board. Then Joey Sly misses the extra point. So, um, obviously, the Terry um, legal formation, complete BS. I mean, there's no other way to say it. The ref, you know, an visual, and what Terry said, that he said he was okay. Terry moved up. Referee still called it. Looked very, very sketchy. Don't know what that was about. That just, you know, horrible, horrible um, look for the NFL. Cost the commanders a game. Potentially, obviously, they would have still had to get a two-point conversion and, you know, go into overtime inside the Giants. But, you know, they, Washington was taken, that opportunity was taken away from them. Pass interference is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Curtis Samuel was really tackled, mugged, hugged, whatever you want to say. Team didn't call it. Darnay Helms, the Giants, even you could tell, was expecting to land on the sideline, on the field. You could tell he was hesitant to get up. He thought it was a penalty because it was a penalty. I don't know why the rest feel like they can't throw penalties at the end of the game. Yes, other players play, but you can't let them. Curtis Samuel can't make, can't play if he's getting held and someone's on his back trying to make a catch. So the referees just sucked. They were horrible. It is what it is. Um, I'm sure the NFL will apologize for Washington, but that doesn't do anything. Washington lost the game. They're not going to change anything. So um, defensively, they were just okay. Obviously, was solid. Only gave up really 13 points. You know, minus a touchdown to Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, which was offense's fault. Um, you know, it's. You would have liked to see the defensive line play better. You know, they haven't been, you know, so dominant this whole year, and they really didn't do anything on Sunday. Um, that was a huge reason why they lost. Um, linebackers were okay. J- Jamie made a few plays. John Bosick is John Bosick. He's not very good anymore, uh, but they don't really have any other options. D-line wasn't getting pressure. Then I thought they should have blocked more blitzes. They, they brought a few, but um, it was really not to make an impact. Daniel Jones really had all time, t- um, time um, all day to throw, and that really, you know, Gave him an opportunity to, to find his open receivers. Um, the fourth and nine was huge. Led to a touchdown drive. Um, he hit Richie James. He made a really good throw. Um, but again, you can't allow fourth and nine uh, in a game like that. It's a horrible look for this defense. Um, they always make Daniel Jones look like a stud, which is just wild to me because he's not. He's at best an average quarterback in this league. But against the Giants, he's freaking Steve Young or Joe Montana. So, um Isaiah Hodgins had a couple of nice plays for them again. I don't know why Washington can't cover him for some reason. Um, he's a sixth-round player from a couple of years ago. He's not anything to write home about, but, again, he's made a couple of plays for the Giants the last couple of weeks, and Washington hasn't been able to find an answer for him. Um, bad sequence on that last drive for Barkley. Those last you know, three first-down runs that really gashed his Washington defense and took some time off the clock and really you know, kind of salvaged the game for them because – they were able to hit that field goal by Graham Gano and make it an eight-point lead. Um, and Washington obviously still could have tied the game if they, you know, the penalties were out of the way at the end, but definitely made the t- game a lot tougher. I thought Danny Johnson was good um, playing for Benjamin St. Juice. Um, secondary overall was, you know, solid to an extent. Kendall was good. Obviously, the solid trio of McCain, Curl, and Derek Forrest are always, you know, a, a formidable back there and a really good secondary for this team so i thought they were fine but again overall 13 points isn't bad again i just thought the defense wasn't making impactful plays and this team needed that they needed john allen and daron Payne to get into the backfield and make sacks um at least disrupt run plays they needed montez to make a plate off the edge he didn't do anything like that so um it just really stunk because this they have impact players on defense and they weren't able to do anything on sunday um, overall, this game is not on the defense. Uh, I think it's on Scott Turner. I think it's on Taylor Heineke. And the offense as a whole, the red zone woes. It just this defense can't be expected to allow always less than 17, 20 points, cause, and because the offense won't score more than you know thirteen or fourteen. So 
there's too much talent on offense not to score 20 to 25 points a game. It really isn't. Yes, I know the offensive line stinks, um, and you know Taylor is just Taylor, but this, the weaponry that this team has, they should be able to score, um, again, at least 20 or 21, 20, 21 points a game. Um, again, frustrating because they had the bye. This team is better than the Giants, and they just, they've come away with no wins this year against them. They went 0-1-1, and, um, and it just really lost an opportunity to really um, take control of a playoff spot. Um, obviously, it makes you wonder about the playoffs now. They only, have, I think, the, by like ESPN, the EP, FBI thing is like 40% chance to make the playoff. Obviously, Washington wins out, they're going to go to the playoffs. They win 2-3, or three, they have a good shot. But um, obviously, this loss was a huge, huge um, you know, boon to their playoff chances. Um, again, referees were terrible, but it's not all on them. This Washington team deserved to lose the way they played, the way they came out. Um, but obviously, they didn't help. Really disappointing. Really, really is. But, um, you know, it is what it is. This team has to regroup. They have three games left to try to fight and get into the playoff. And, uh, and honestly, like I mentioned earlier, I think Carson Wentz is going to be probably a starting quarterback by next week. I don't see why. I don't know how much longer Ron's going to stick with Taylor. He even alluded to as much and is uh, talking to the media this week and you know, basically said if they didn't come out with that first touchdown drive after the third quarter they probably he was probably gonna bench taylor then so um i, I think he's probably gonna play against san francisco and probably start against cleveland all right moving against the 49ers game uh looking at the 49ers they have the best defense in the league they're giving up only 15 points a game 37 percent on third downs 211 yards um passing per game 74 yards rushing a game and that's good for 305 yards a game Statistically and just by the eye test, they're the best team in the league. Um, they're dominant. They have a great, great front um, led by Nick Bosa. Um, their defensive line is Samson uh, Abumakami has started four and a half sacks. Kevin Givens or Akeem Spence. Givens is questionable to play this week. And then they have Eric Armstead and outside him, really good defense tackle. Nick Bosa has 41 tackles and 15 and a half sacks. Has definitely a really good shot to win um, NFL Defense Player of the Year. And then their other third rusher, Charles Amena, who has four to sacks um, this year, rotating with the Bumacom and Nick Bosa. They've had the best linebacker duo in the league, in my opinion, and Dre Greenlaw. 111 tackles, one interception this year. Fred Warner has 98 tackles, two sacks, and interception. Those guys are both top five, top seven linebackers in the league. Um, they're going to make plays for this team. Traverius Ward's come out of a concussion. Um, he has 76 tackles and interception this week, uh, this year. He's a really good corner. Um, it'll be huge for Washington if he's able, isn't able to play. Um, DeAndre Lenore is the other side of them. 56 tackles a sack and interception this year. He's been pretty good this year. Their other corners, Ambrose Thomas and Samuel uh, Womack third. Those guys are going to be stepping in for Traverius Ward if he is out. Really, really solid safety duo. The breakout candidate, Taluna, uh, Taluna Hafunga, uh, 76 tackles, two Sacks, four interceptions. He's a pro bowler this year, in my opinion. Jimmy Ward, 36 tackles, two interceptions. Long-time veteran in this league. It's a Sean Gibson been playing a lot for them, too. He has 51 tackles and two interceptions. A veteran, um, formerly of the Browns and the Jaguars. Um, Nick Bosa, obviously, will be a problem. They need to chip. They need to do whatever they can to slow him down. Um, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league, if not the best pass rusher in the league right now. If Leno is having trouble with Thibodeau, he's going to have a hell of a day against Nick Bosa. So um, they need to keep in... John Bates, Logan, whoever they can to help him or have um, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson chip on, you know, second, third down passing plays. They have to help um, Leno or Cornelius Lucas or Cosme, whoever, um, wherever side Nick Bosa is going to line up at. Uh, they have a good rotation, you know, with uh, Bumacan and Omenahue, and then obviously um, Eric Armstead is one of the better defense tackles in the league up the middle. Uh, elite linebackers, like I mentioned earlier. Um, Traverius Ward is going to probably shadow Terry if he is healthy. Um, he's really good. Huge if he can't play. Really good duo of safeties, like I mentioned earlier. Um, 
And like I said, Washington's line has to have his best game going against that front to really have a chance. Um, San Francisco's defense has, I think, has not allowed more than 70 rushing yards in the last six games. Washington has to change that to have a chance to win. 49ers defense is just sacked overall, but the run defense is super stingy. Uh, but they had to stick with Brian Robinson and open up play action um, just because Washington's only way Washington really going to have a chance to win this game. 49ers cornerbacks are okay outside of Ward, um, but um, and I really just don't think they're going to be able to hang with. I, I'm just really confident in Terry Curtis and uh, John Knotson. I think they can get open against this crew at the time. The key there is if Washington's going to have time, Taylor um, going to have time on the line to find those guys. Rely on your playmakers to make plays. Have quick plays, quick screens, um, slants, um, uh, bubble routes. If it's RPOs, like let's get take, let's get the ball in your hands of playmakers. Whether it's Taylor, excuse me, whether it's Terry, Dotson, or Curtis, and whatever we can to whatever they can do to move the ball. And even if it's methodical, this Washington team just needs to control the clock and uh, score points. Obviously, this run game has slowed down the pass rush. That at least will give Nick Posa pause as he's coming up the field. Um, that will obviously help. And I think this team has to score 21 to 24 points to win this week. Um, but Sam Francisco hasn't allowed more than 17 points in seven weeks uh, in the last seven games. So that's, you know, a hell of a stretch for them. Um, this has to be like a Philly-like performance that Washington had about a month ago with the season on the line. Um, I think they can play that same way they did against Philly and have another good shot against San Francisco. Uh, but they has to have that same kind of energy going forward because this is going to be a really tough game. I'm moving on the 49ers offense. They're having 24.1 points a game, 45% on third downs, um, 229 yards passing per game, 133 yards rushing a game. It's good for 3 to 73 yards a game. Uh, really good offensive line led by Trent Williams, obviously the former Washington player, Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame left tackle, Aaron Makes left guard, Brindle at center, Spencer Burford, Buford at right guard, and Michael Lynch at right tackle. Really, really good solid front five for them. Um, Brock Purdy obviously is their starting quarterback now. Mr. Irrelevant, the rookie seventh rounder, 62 of 93 this year, 678 passing yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions, also a rushing touchdown. Um, Trisha McCaffrey's been great for them since coming over from Carolina on the trade deadline. He has 534 yards rushing, four rushing touchdowns, 346 yards receiving, three touchdowns. All with San Francisco, he already has over 1,000 total yards purpose on the year between Carolina and San Francisco. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is the number one receiver right now. He had 774 yards on 60 catches and seven touchdowns. Jawan Jennings, their wide receiver, two, 339 yards and a touchdown. And then their other receivers, Andy Gray and um, uh, Ryan McLeod third. He'll be great with McLeod third. He has 201 yards and 13 catches and a touchdown. Uh, and then George Kittle, obviously, the stud tight end, 46 catches, 593 yards and six touchdowns. And Kyle Ustek, he's also a weapon for them at fullback and tight end. He has 18 catches, 174 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Purdy has had a great start, but again, he's still a seventh-round rookie. Mr. Arellona, that last pick of the draft. Washington needs to rattle him. They can't rattle him. They have the front four to do it. You know, they need – it would be nice to have Chase Young back, but they obviously they have Jerome Payne and Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat to make makes plays. Bring Jamin Davis on a blick. Bring Bobby McCain, whatever. Let's get some pressure on um, Brock Purdy to fra- um, rattle him as a rookie quarterback. Um, San Francisco really is a really good O-line, um, but again, Washington's E-line is really good. And they had bounce back game. They did not show up last week against the Giants. Season, to an extent, could be on the line this week. They need to show up and, you know, really carry the team like they have all year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is a huge part of their offense. Um, he is their focal point of their offense, especially with Debo out. With Debo out, that obviously helps Washington. Um, he's you know, one of the best playmakers in the NFL. CMC has to be the focal point. You know, he's going to get the ball, obviously, out of the back foot in the running back position. He can play in the slot. Uh, swing passes, James is going to be on his game, Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, Bob McCain. If they see him in the flat, obviously they have to stick to him. And obviously CMC is a really good running back as well up the middle um, into the outside. He's a perfect for, for um, Kyle Shanahan's system. 
Ayuk is their best receiver. You know, you have to have faith in Kendall Fuller. Healthy Benjamin St. Juice is back. Um, I think they can have no trouble, you know, neutralizing Ayuk. Kittle obviously is a stud, one of the best tight ends in the league, top three. So we they obviously need Cam Curl. Therefore, it's being on their game um, when they're covering Kittle and man coverage. But obviously, they'll play zone most of the game. Defense can't contain them. Obviously, hopefully, Benjamin St. Juice and Chase Young are back, but we will see. Chase Young, obviously, you're not going to hold your breath. He hasn't been able to play all year for one reason or another. Um, and St. Juice, um, obviously, seems he says he's going to play this week. Hopefully, he does. That would be huge for this Washington defense because he is their best corner. Um, big key will be getting after Brock Purdy. Um, he obviously is having a nice start to his you know young career. But again, rookie quarterback, Washington can razzle him. He is a rookie quarterback for a reason, seventh rounder for a reason. Washington has to prove that this game. Slowing down on CMC is going to be huge for this team. If they can slow down McCaffrey to less than 100 yards total offense, that would be huge for this Washington defense. Similar styles of play for these Washington and San Francisco teams. But again, San Francisco is you know, more talented, better coach, and overall just a better team. I think the commanders will respond after that bad performance. Um, I just think that's how they're built. They're really good with their backs against the wall. Uh, but I still don't think it's going to be enough. I'm going to give the 49ers a 20-13 to 13 win on Christmas Eve. I've been moving to fantasy football. You're you know, probably in your fantasy semifinals right now. With Jonathan Taylor out, look at the two coolest running backs. Zach Moss had 24 carries and 81 yards last week. Deion Jackson had 13 carries at 55 yards. They'll get the Jaguars at home on Monday night. Uh, look at Atlanta running back Tyler Algier. Excuse me, Tyler Algier, the rookie from BYU, who had 17 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown last week. They're at Baltimore this week. Um, for Seattle, Tyler Lockett broke his finger. He's going to be out this week. So look at Marquise Goodwin. Didn't you know put up big numbers last week, but he's had a couple nice moments this year. Geno obviously has had a good year at quarterback, throwing the ball a good amount. Um, they're going to probably be behind against Kansas City. Goodwin might be a nice option for um, a team looking for a wide receiver. Um, Minnesota wide receiver KJ Osborne had a great game last week, 157 yards on 10 catches and a touchdown. Um, you know he's developing even probably the number two receiver, maybe passing Thielen by next year. Um, they are home against the Giants, and then lastly, tight end, Tennessee tight end. Uh, Okonkwu, I'm not gonna, I can't remember, I can't really pronounce his first name, the rookie from Maryland. Um, he has had double digit points in the last three weeks, um, and they are home against Houston this week. So, he had really nice um, stretch here for Tennessee, and he's going to be a really good young tight end, a good young player for Tennessee going forward. Well, with that, that concludes my mind. The episode the Commanders need to respond after that bad loss from the third point last week in the Giants. The team will need to win at least two of three to get into the playoffs, if not one of two. It will be a tough challenge versus San Francisco 49ers this week. The team has already had a surprising road win over the time. Top NFC team like Philly. So let's see if they can do it again this Christmas. I'll be back next week looking back at the 49ers game and a preview of the home game versus the Browns. You can follow me on Twitter at FLScott21 and Instagram at League. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Williams. Signing off. See you next time.